0: hello and welcome to creative lives the lecture in progress podcast lecture in progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of creatives by providing practical insight and advice into the day-to-day industry throughout this series we'll be talking to creatives working across a range of different disciplines and job roles asking what they do where they do it and how they got to where they are now this week's guest is greg anderson founder and creative director of Freytag Anderson.
1: Yeah, so the, I mean the work we do at Freytag Anderson, I think is is varied, which is good for us, it's really interesting. I think we base everything we do on the merits of the, the brief of the client, what they're trying to achieve, and really just finding that core idea. We're definitely not interested in kind of design for design's sake, if that makes sense. We, we, we try and remove as much as we can, it's a kind of, you know, reduce, reduce, reduce Take things away, and if it's if it still works, then it doesn't need to be there in the first place.
0: I caught up with Greg in his studio while I was in Glasgow for Graphic Design Festival Scotland, and he shared some great insight into how he got his first job and progressed from there.
1: So I went to college actually in, in Aberdeen. I'm from Aberdeen originally, and studied um, HND Graphic Design, so kind of print-based graphic design at the time, which was great because it was really. Hands on, practical, did lots of things like film photography and screen printing and cutting and pasting, all that kind of good stuff. And then they got a whole range of Macs in, which was quite exciting. You know, we kind of got, got let loose on that, which was fun. And I ended up staying for another year because they just launched another course at the time, which was like a multimedia web design course, which again was something we hadn't really touched on. I kind of felt that would be really beneficial given just it was at that moment that everyone was kind of going mad on Dreamweaver so I thought it'd be really good to do that so I did, stayed for one more year and did that and then I was going to go to to art school uh, and I got accepted to go to Gray's in Aberdeen and I kind of quite close to last minute decided I didn't really want to stay in Aberdeen for any longer so I tried to kind of come up with another solution and managed to get myself onto the applied graphics and multimedia course here in Glasgow at uh, Glasgow Caledonian University. I would say that my uni course is you know it was good it gave me a a lot more of a rounding in sort of maybe theory I guess you know there's obviously a lot more kind of writing my, my college courses were much more practical which I really enjoyed and I was always keen to keep doing that even though uni wasn't necessarily asking us to do it so I'd always keep producing print materials and portfolio things even though maybe it was essays I was supposed to be handing in but I'd be, I'd be kind of typesetting and designing my essays you know creating covers if it was CD-ROMs um, you know back in the day that we were handing in with work on them I'd be designing packaging for the CD you know so I was always trying to just do a little bit more in terms of the the design aspects so but in terms of getting the first job i had a whole portfolio obviously pulled together which was something i always kept kind of up to date i did lots of personal projects again probably because I wasn't getting as much out of the university course that I would like so I just kept producing things and um, I did a I'd kind of done a storyboard a handwritten storyboard for a couple of things through university and again just they became in my sort of in my portfolio and I went to speak to people and one of the guys at Tony Coffee, creative director at Curious Orange at the time we were kind of like you know a multidisciplinary design agency I guess it was slightly more unique then than it obviously is now I showed him my portfolio and he really liked these hand-drawn storyboards and said, listen, we've got a project coming up that we could do with that on. And so he just said, look, you know, if we just get you in on a kind of freelance basis to help us out with that, would that be something you'd be interested in? And I said, like, absolutely. I was working in a coffee shop at this point, full-time, just, you know, a few months after uni just trying to work on my portfolio night and um, I helped him out with this job and and they won the pitch and um, he said look you know that went great why don't you come in for um, I think he said come in for a month Um, and I came in for a month and then a month turned into three months and then three months turned into a sort of junior designer role. So he I'm still really good friends with him now and he always says, you know, that we didn't really have a job when you came in, you know, it wasn't we weren't looking for someone to fill a role. Um and he just kind of said like you just you just made yourself so useful that we couldn't really get rid of you. So I take that as a compliment. <laughs> what was interesting was and I feel really old saying it, but it was just that time when like the internet was really kind of in its, you know, or it was kind of booming I guess and websites and things for clients were becoming, you know, much more requested. And they, as an agency, only really had one guy there that did that. It was a very clear divide between roles. You know, one guy that did websites and then everyone else that was doing kind of brand design and print design and you know, various other disciplines in the, in the studio. And I think when I came in, I was sort of this slight hybrid, I guess, that I could sort of do conceptual thinking, I could do print design, and I could also kind of design websites and do a bit of kind of moving image and some coding and stuff. So I kind of got involved in things. Like I said, you know, earlier, I think probably that. You know, a junior designer wouldn't necessarily get to do so early, which was, was great for me. I mean, it put, you know, it was obviously a, a bit of pressure, but I think um, I, I kind of enjoyed that, you know, getting the opportunity to work on stuff and straight into some big clients. And luckily, we you know, we won a few pitches on the basis of some stuff that I'd helped out with. And, you know, I think that gave me confidence to kind of become a bit of a voice in the studio as well. You know, I think you've got to make yourself heard in these kind of situations and I think, you know, a bit of confidence through some of these things and the fact that I felt I offered stuff that some of the other people in the studio didn't meant that they kind of believed what I said. <laughs> and it seemed to work quite well. So then yeah, a couple of years in the company merged with an agency in Glasgow, an advertising agency called Coltas Advertising and then became known as the Curious Group. So quite quickly everything changed. We became about seventy 75 people guys with you know sketch pads and layout pads doing kind of proper old ads radio scripting copywriters traffic you know all these kind of departments that we didn't really have before Um, which was great I mean it was really exciting from one point of view that you know I got a chance to see how maybe a bigger agency worked Um, but I definitely felt I got a bit more removed from the, the kind of the work I guess you know quite often in the curious orange days I was going along to presentations and pitches and getting a chance to meet clients directly and then when we kind of merged it became less you know likely that we would get to do that I felt like kind of created a bit of a disconnect with the work as well you know they would come back and give us feedback and we didn't necessarily agree with it as a design team and you know you ended up having a bit of internal kind of you know, dialogue and it felt like you were almost trying to convince them to convince the client and you know it just didn't really feel the same for me so I kind of I stuck that out for a couple of years and then an opportunity came up to move to Sydney which was just through really a friend's wedding and it was something I'd been thinking about anyway me and my girlfriend at the time now my wife I'd been thinking about going somewhere to to try somewhere different, different lifestyle work, work in a different place and yeah that, that opportunity came up so we took it and I think just in advance of that I'd kind of put together this kind of mailer basically I, I wanted to kind Try and connect with as many people in, in Sydney as I could in the design community. Designed this kind of CV mailer thing, which has kind of become something that, that doesn't seem to leave me. People seem to keep flagging it up over the years. And, you know, for good reasons, I think people liked it. It seemed to, you know, it worked well for me, certainly. When I got there, I, I met loads of people. I got loads of kind of interview opportunities, taken out for lots of drinks and stuff, which was great. And um, kind of finally got offered a job at um, an agency called there. So it was a good experience, you know, there going from that curious group at the time which was like 75 people to there where there was about five of us was a complete culture shock you know immediately I was thrown into handling clients again even more so actually handling things like production trying to cost jobs things I'd never really done before so great from a personal experience Um, and the level of kind of craft and detail at, at that agency was was sort of beyond anything I'd really experienced before so it made me realize that that's the kind of thing that I wanted to do that kind of agency, you know, smaller, less people, more interaction with clients, um, more ability to kind of inform and direct what we're doing and and a real attention to detail, you know, um, was definitely something I wanted to do. So worked there for uh, about six months and then we took a bit of a break to do some kind of cross-country travelling camper van for kind of 32 nights and travelled about a bit and then when I came back someone that I'd worked with actually in the agency out there had moved to another agency and kind of said look we're working on a couple of big packaging projects we could do with some help so I ended up working there at an agency called E2 The E2 was a much more experiential environments type agency so again they had you know interior designers they had people designing software um, fit outs I mean one of the clients was Virgin Mobile Australia so we were doing everything from designing the branding to the packaging of products and then the team were also doing like shop fits for new stores they were designing kind of interactive Um, you know kind of touch screen interfaces for the stores kind of really interesting to see how one agency could touch on all of these aspects for one client and just be part of that so yeah kind of a different experience again Yeah, a year later came back back to Glasgow and and took the opportunity to try and meet as many agencies here as I could, which was strange because it seemed like there was a kind of real shift in terms of the community here seemed completely different, you know, from the one that I left. Everyone seemed to be kind of like best of mates and then helping each other out and sharing stuff and there was loads more kind of meetups and yeah, long story short, I just ended up continuing to do my own thing, found a studio space in the centre city centre and then started working with some of these other guys I'd met and I met Daniel uh, who's now my business partner, um, through through that. And we shared a studio space for a couple of years and we started doing some work together. And then, yeah, about maybe two, three years in working together, Vitaig Anderson kind of formalised it. And then the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> Something that I've definitely learned and I, I got told quite early on is this ability to talk about the work that you do you know and I think that's absolutely imperative you know especially when you get to a point where you're effectively selling work to clients which is what you know ultimately what we do um I guess you can dress it up how you like but ultimately we're we're trying to get them to buy design from us so I think making people understand the reasoning for doing things you know the way that you don't just kind of pluck typefaces out of the, the air and you're not just picking colors because they're trendy or hopefully you're not you know you're, you're doing it because you actually believe in their business and what, what you're trying to achieve for them and you know every aspect of that is is kind of detailed and thought through and I think sometimes if you're not able to explain that in a way that you know clients can understand then they maybe don't get the value they don't feel like they're getting the value from what it is that you do so definitely learning t- to talk about your work I think is massively important.
0: This episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. The guest was Greg Anderson, interviewed by me, Will Hudson, and the producer was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible by the support of a number of brand patrons. They include GF Smith, Squarespace, and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, visit lecturingprogress.com.